On today's show, details of the Dark Below are here. Now, it's time to discuss... Destiny the Soul. Welcome, Guardians. Hello there, Diddy. How was your week? As I can't even talk. Week. My week was actually pretty good. Pretty good. Uh, nice and slow. It's getting colder. It's below 60 now, so I can actually mm. finally have to start wearing jackets. Jeans. When do the jeans come out in Texas? Like August. No, I'm kidding. That's a joke. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. October ish. Do you like jeans or are you more of a shorts person? I actually prefer jeans. I don't like shorts, yeah. but you know, I can't wear jeans in the summertime. No. Same thing. Two months out of the year when like I've gotten enough sun and I'm not all like winter nerd, I like shorts. But when it's like September, I'm already like retreating into that winter nerd sort of <laughs> i'm gonna be inside a whole lot more kind of thing well jeans so, are just so easy they go with and they anything, look great right and they just they look yep. great they're fine they look great you get a good pair yeah what'd you play this week i played a lot of destiny still i mm-hmm. started learning some farming routes for the upgrade materials i got helium filaments and i just started relic iron right before i got on the computer today and oh. i am almost level 27 Almost. Almost there, dude. See, I'm like, oh, did you play League? Uh, A little bit, yes. A little bit. How how were Worlds? Did you enjoy? Good. Worlds was good. Um, The the harrowing event for League of Legends, they had 6v6 on the Twisted Tree Line map, so it was just total chaos. Mm -hmm. So that was tons of fun. Oh my gosh, that would be nuts. When's the new visual update coming? Uh, I don't know. Uh, probably at the beginning of the year or yeah. in December. One mm. of the two. Right before the season starts, probably, yes? Yes. Well, that's pretty cool. Dude, tomorrow Kada comes out. I love the nickname for this year's Call of Duty. Kada! <laughs> Advanced Warfare. I haven't Kada! seen anything about this one. I hear it's, it's getting mixed reviews. Yeah, I'm... I, it's like dangerous to say this because I know this is polarizing at this point, but like me and Vito are so stoked. We have been like way counting down the days. Like it's a fun arcade shooter, dude. And I've got a ton of friends who play it. So it's that, that couch game. I consider it almost like, I don't know, Street Fighter or something <laughs> that like anybody that you're around, hey, you want to come mash some buttons? Sure, let's go do it. Yeah, and, something that anybody can pick up. I get that. Yeah. And then I played Destiny this week. I got an exotic bounty for Invective, the shotgun. Well, that was the one I chose. It gives you, like, three options. I passed on Thorn, the hand cannon. Isn't Thorn the hand cannon? Yeah, Thorn is the one that I'm still doing. Uh, I got past all the void damage. I finally... Oh, man. It was it was torture. I, was, I streamed over the weekend, uh, or on Friday at least, and my frustration came through, and I'm just like, I just need to step back and take a break. But... Yeah. Yesterday, I sat down and I grinded out those last 300 points of void damage. So all I have to do is complete... I have to beat a certain enemy in the summoning pitch strike on level 26 difficulty with the epic modifier. Jeez. And... Do you have to wait for... Because you can't turn those modifiers on. No, 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 no. So what you do is 
once you um, get to that point in the bounty, it unlocks the level 26 version of the summoning pitch strike. And okay. um, you, I think you can only do it for the duration of the bounty, right? And it's in the yeah. last room of the strike where Fogoth is. And on mm-hmm. the third wave of enemies, there's a certain enemy, Zyor, that you have to kill. And That's like, cool. I have to get there. And like the epic modifier makes it so that they're super aggressive and they don't flinch from massive damage. Or, and they're heavily shielded. So, so they're just like, going to charge you, man. Yeah, so the wizards have a solar shield and the knights have an arc shield. And I'm just mm-hmm. like, come on, guys. <laughs> it's come it's on. difficult. And I don't have friends who can help me complete it, so I have to do it solo. So it's just increasingly difficult. How many parts of the bounty were there? Five, like, I think. Five stages? Oh, my gosh. See, I'm only on stage one, which is like complete <laughs> five strikes without dying. Yeah. Just, yeah. I just got like gypped into the Nexus like almost at the end, so I lucked out. But we got news, dude. The Dark Below. The first DLC coming for Destiny. We got basically all the details regarding it, the release date, and more coming up in the news. News! Yes, yes, yes. The Dark Below, the very first DLC for Destiny, is coming to us on December 9th. And we got the details. So release date of December 9th on all platforms. It brings with it new weapons, gear, story quests, crucible arenas, and a new strike. Uh, a six-player raid also, and more. So let's go through the list here. Diddy, just off the bat, do you see it? Reactions, immediate feelings? Yeah, so it's like the PlayStation gets a little bit more content as mm-hmm. you know is expected because we still have that year of exclusive content and some of the xbox users are like well you know then it's not going to be worth 20 bucks for me and it's like let me just say this with all of the playstation exclusive content that i've gotten i've really only experienced the extra strike that we got when destiny launched palace Palace. Palace. the hawk moon and the monte carlo those two weapons exclusive to playstation i haven't seen them I've seen them used against me, but I haven't come across them myself. And the extra armor that we got, I don't even remember what it looks like. So, um, you know, if you think that you're missing out on a lot of stuff, don't worry about it. I'm missing out on a lot of the stuff that I have access to. So um, it just depends on whether you think the, uh, the content is worth it for you or not. But I definitely think I've gotten my money's worth for the game that I pay for. Absolutely. So we'll see mm-hmm. what this DLC, you know, brings to the table in terms of when I actually play it. Yeah. One strike, too, is not enough to write home about, especially a strike that they've given us no details on. The strike that both of us are getting, Xbox and PlayStation Crowd, sounds pretty cool, especially the boss of it. So uh, let's talk about that, actually. It's called the Will of Crota Strike. The boss is named Omnigal. And it looks really, really cool. If you check out the link in the show notes, you're going to get screenshots of Dark Below. There's a ton of screenshots you're going to want to like, look at. Because Omnigal looks like a boss from Diablo, does it not? Like, it looks sweet. <laughs> yeah, it's a he looks wizard pretty cool. With this huge headpiece and green eyes. Uh, looks pretty nasty. And I don't think we've had a boss in any of the strikes. Other than, you know, the Mars strike, not Dust Palace, but the other one? Like, the one that shoots the big chain gun? Yeah. He's pretty cool. 
I wish they'd give these guys lines of dialogue that was understandable because it'd be so much cooler if he's like shooting you with the chain gun while mocking you or dropping. <laughs> well, I guess we're getting into Borderlands territory when we do that, I guess. So yeah, that would be kind of cool. Know. At least let Dinklage say some stuff while you're fighting other than you really showed them. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, there's a new tower character called Eris. Um, she is going to be, I think it's a she, uh, our new quest giver. She's going to give us the missions for the dark below, and she also will be telling the narrative for us of the dark below. There are three new story quests within the dark below. The Willow Crota Strike, as outlined uh, earlier, the Crota's End raid, where you're going to be fighting high forces. So the strike and the raid both take place on the moon, underground. The strike in particular is in the Hellmouth. And from the artwork that we've seen, it looks really cool, right? Yes. And you PlayStation people, in my show notes, I wrote Lucky Bastards, get an extra strike called The Undying Mind. No further details. It sounds like a Vex thing, though. Yeah. Anything I with think, mind or AI. Yeah, I think that would be Vex, but we'll see. Because well, if we think about it, the moon is getting an extra strike and then we already have an extra strike on Mars and Mm -hmm. uh, it would make sense that it would be on Venus at least. For me, my favorite zone in the game is the moon. That's my favorite place to go like for everything, especially the strike as I've like noted before, just the ambiance. It's eerie. I think it struck the best tone out of any of the locations. So to have a raid there, I almost thought when the game launched, vault of glass was going to be on the moon don't you think it's fitting like the the moon seems like a pretty good place for a raid is what i'm trying to say yeah it's It's creepy it's got i think the best music in my opinion Mm -hmm. because i was doing the um the helium filaments run on the moon and i'm like man this music's getting me pumped up already and like on cosmodrome it's like eh. but in the moon it's definitely it gets you gets you going The maximum light level is increasing from 30 to 32. And here's the cool thing. Everybody is going to get this on December 9th. Not just people who, like, purchase the DLC, but everybody who plays Destiny. Five additional bounty slots. All hail Bungie. Can we get a round of applause? A yay? That's that's really nice, especially since they offer, like, seven of each. Like, seven Explore and then seven Crucible matches. It's like, I want to do all seven at once, but I can't because I only have five slots. This alleviates the chore runs of going back and forth between the tower, and I can totally relate to this, especially leveling up this new Titan, which is like level 13 now. Going back and forth to the tower, dude, adds like four or five minutes of like loading times and flight (laughs) times. It's just unnecessary when it's like, can I just have two more, please? Because I know these ones are going to get done in a minute. So five new bounty slots are coming. Three new Crucible maps, and this is what I am very pumped for because... Basically, all I do in Destiny now is, is Crucible. That's like kind of my main addiction. So the three maps, Pantheon, is set within the Black Garden on Mars. It is tight corridors and Vex-designed landscapes. I think this map looks gorgeous. What do you think, Diddy? Yeah, it looks like it's going to be super fun to play on. Uh, all three of these maps have screenshots. We only got, I think, two or three with each of them. Check the show notes. You can look at it. I like the way this looks. The Black Garden already was such a cool spot. Like, underexplored, too. Like, that last mission feels almost like they should have broken it up into two. If you've played (laughs) it on, like, the Daily Heroic, like, just getting there takes a while. But that big field, and I don't know. I want to know more about that zone. So, 
I'm glad we're getting a map there. Second map is Skyshock. It's on Earth. It's a bigger map. This is like 6v6. They show a pike in one of the screenshots and highlight that vehicle play will be mixed in with infantry play. It doesn't look that sexy of a map to me from the screenshots. In fact, this is like the least impressive from what I've seen. In fact, did you said it's like the Moth Yards, isn't it? Yeah, it looks like it's taking place next to the Moth Yards, basically. It's like, yeah. Same assets, right? Like the downed planes and like the rocks. It looks almost like that area verbatim. Probably yeah. moving things a little bit, but I'm not, you're not a bigger map fan, are you? You're like a 3v3 no, player. Th- it says that this map is going to be 6v6 only, so control and clash. Yeah. Uh, I don't play those game types very often, so I'm not going to, I'm not going to play this map that often, so I'm not too excited about it. And then Cauldron is the last map, and I totally forgot to write where it is. I think Cauldron is the one on the moon, and it's an abandoned hive. Yep, an abandoned hive ritual site thought to be the site of dark sacrifice. That's what it says. Yes. Oh, and it looks cool. There's a bunch of pods on the wall. This looks like it's probably going to be the smallest map in the set, unless Pantheon surprises me. Yeah, so Pantheon and the Cauldron are both... 6v6, 3v3, and Rumble. So they're both medium-sized maps. Similar to Rusted Lands, basically. I love the small maps. I love that most of our map pool when I play Crucible are small maps. I just am not a big fan of large maps. Like, almost in any shooter ever, unless it's Battlefield, (laughs) I want to get into the action really fast. I'm just like add do you i mean you probably feel the same way you only play rumble and and what is the 3v3 one clash uh skirmish Skirmish, yeah yeah, i like the bigger maps they just don't feel like an arena shooter anymore to me and i really like arena style shooters so like pantheon and cauldron are going to be the maps for me definitely new items Tons of screenshots of new items, guys, and these things look sweet. Diddy and I were looking at it before the show. Some of the new exotic weapons look baller. You love the gear, man. Some of the new gear pieces are just, they look a step above what we have right now. Yeah, definitely. The hunter armor that it shows, I want it. I want it right now because it looks so good. The cape, the mask, the chest plate, oh my god, everything about it just is so awesome i love it it oozes with polish that's the thing is like you can definitely tell this is later in their development cycle and they're getting probably more experience under their belt because these weapons look a step above like the suros yeah it looks pretty cool but that picture of the new rocket launcher that's got the like (laughs) face painted on it oh it's pretty cool so, yeah, that's basically what you're getting. There was an interview with Harold Ryan, the president of Bungie, this week. We've got that linked here. I just want to hit the high points, really, because he exposed a little bit more details as to specifics. At the same time, he pulled the typical Bungie anytime they asked him about, well, are there new modes coming, or are we going to get voice chat or raid matchmaking soon? He says, we don't know when. We're testing things inside. Quit asking us things. It's super, super secret, and we're going to make sure it's the best evolutionary experience ever. The world never stops developing. That kind of stuff. So, <laughs> uh, Yeah. Yeah, story missions will have a different structure than the core game. Uh, they are sort of making the three missions, from what it sounds like, in Dark Below to be a reaction, to fan feedback. 
Here's a quote. We're taking a different approach to the story in this one, so it's going to be driven in a very interesting way for players, as you meet with Eris in the tower and follow her guidance through the story. He compares the new story missions, end quote, obviously, he compares the new story missions to the Thorn Exotic quest line and talks about how the adventures you have with Eris are going to be probably multi-stage. That's what I got out of it. When he compared it to the Thorn quest line, like what you're on, Diddy, that's a five-part thing, yes? Yes. So these three missions are probably going to have multiple layers to it. So, so I, I kind of want to try and explain what the Thorn exotic quest line means. As you do the bounty, it has little descriptions of what Thorn is, and um, it was used to like slay the the light uh well in in the bounty when i'm doing the void damage yeah it is i have to charge the hand cannon with the light of dead guardians so hmm. it's like it's like an evil weapon at that point right and yeah. then once you get all of the void damage by killing all the light of the guardians mm-hmm. you have to take it to the speaker to purify it with hmm. with with the light of your guardian i guess which kind of seems contradictory but it kind of you know gives it that little that little storyline that depth you know or yeah your weapon has a narrative to it and you're giving it personality yeah exactly and then the last part i have to go kill this certain enemy so like now that Mm -hmm. i've purified the evil weapon i have to go slay the darkness with it so so cool there's like a storyline to it um that's my attempt it made sense i've got a follow-up quote here from harold bryan What you'll see in this expansion is going to be a very different approach to telling a new story to players than the thematically driven story from the original launch of the game. It's going to feel much more loot-driven and story-driven, and that is going to feel faster-paced with more action as you go through it and with exposition. The important thing about Arist is this story is going to be her story, and she's going to send you on a mission that's a lot of fun. Now, I wrote weird in the show notes here because... Um, it sounds like they're taking a totally different approach in re- regards to the, the feedback, the negative critique of the story. But at the same time, when he says here, it's going to feel much more loot-driven and story-driven. What does that like mean? Those two things like clash for me, because loot in this game right now is the absence of story. It's like, go do tedious stuff. Yeah, it almost seems like the loot you get through the stories has has like a part in the story kind of like yeah. what he was saying the thorn quest line you know the, the yeah. thorn as a weapon has a story behind it right and so like yeah. each of the story missions and the loot that you get from those story missions are going to coincide that's what it seems like to me yeah um, so that's that's my take on that i'm betting those three missions that we're going to get are three multi-staged quest lines so they're probably like four or five parts right in between the different parts or as you're completing it, Eris is going to give you backstory on the hive because this is totally centered on the moon. Like the raid, you kill Crota. Okay, it's we've been set up for this whole arc. You're going to get backstory, probably some cinematics or some things like what we saw with the reef. I'm imagining that is going to be in Dark Below. Now, I could be totally wrong, but it sounds like they are going with a different approach uh, from this. There are no new vehicles that was asked. Uh, the new raid obviously is set in the Hellmouth. Not talking about House of Wolves at all. The guy who was doing this interview was really pokey and, and proddy about that, and, and it was shut down. We're not talking about House of Wolves yet. Um, 
There was also a response about the assets being in the game already. The interviewer was kind of being, I don't want to say a jerk, but he did not shy away from being like, people are mad that DLC areas are in the game already. Your response to this, Harold. And the response was they want smaller, more manageable download sizes for players. So they are putting some assets on the disc already from launch. Next gen, this is my feedback on it. Next gen changes the size of assets big time. You're talking bigger textures, bigger, like everything in terms of file sizes. So console games are turning more into like PC with these huge updates. And I don't think the infrastructure or the back end yet has evolved to the point where we can get updates as regularly on our consoles as you do on a PC. Like with a PC, if Bungie wants to, or not Bungie, if Battle.net, like um, Blizzard wants to send a patch out to WoW players, it doesn't have to go to Microsoft, pay them an approval fee, and have it go <laughs> through the testing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So I think it's this weird clash of Bungie's treating this a lot more like a PC game, but there's some things they just can't do. Like come dark below, they don't want to send you a 25 gig download i don't know what do you think yeah i would agree with that i mean just having the areas available in the game means you don't have to add that to your game you know it's just it's Mm -hmm. cutting down the download size like you said it in my mind it makes sense and uh if people say well that's just an excuse for leaving this stuff in the game and not providing it to us at launch whatever yeah we'll never be able to win against that crowd dude i've seen it like street fighter Cross-checking. It had the DLC characters on the disc, finished and everything, just waiting for the code to get unlocked. And you still had a bunch of players who love the game, who love Capcom, paid the money and did it. At the same time, you have other players who are like, Capcom, you suck. I'm done with you, and I'm (laughs) done with Street Fighter. We'll never be able to sell the people who are angry and think Destiny was unfinished and that they're getting gouged for prices. I look at it this way. We make out like thieves, dude, getting the amount of updates that we do from Bungie without a subscription service. That's the way I've seen it, because I've seen far less from like World of Warcraft with a $15 subscription fee. Now, granted, you get some big things here and there, but like, I don't know. We get away like thieves. That's the way I see it. Oh, did you see the jack-o'-lanterns from Zur? Did you get yours? Yes, I did. Those are pretty for, cool. Yes. Uh, do you want to explain it? No, you go ahead. Okay, for players of Destiny during this last week, Halloween week, if you went to the tower, talked to the postmaster, you can't get it now, by the way, uh, she gave you three uh, usable jack-o'-lanterns, lasted 30 minutes, and basically it turns your head into a pumpkin with eyes. Big, cool, costume-looking thing. Never seen something like this before in Destiny, so it was unannounced, just a nice little thing that Bungie did. While wearing the pumpkin head, you hear, like, these creepy screams and, like, all this Halloween theme stuff. Also, if you wore that jack-o'-lantern uh, while talking to Zur, you could buy for one strange coin this like elixir of something. And if you used it for one hour, every time you respawn, all these crows would like fly out of your body. It's cool. It, it's like little bonuses that we didn't think were in the game. It just like hints at cool stuff down the road. Yes. Yeah. Know, maybe. Definitely. Yeah. Like that. If I would have liked a like a Halloween event, but. This, Agreed. This would. This was kind of nice that you know they just kind of threw together. Hopefully, we'll get there. I know I talk about WoW way too much, and I'm sorry, but they do this thing called like 
the Midsummer Festival or something like that. I can't remember. It runs all the time and I forget about it. But they do a festival that's been in the game for forever since I was playing in vanilla. And it's just this like week or two festival where special events go down. It'd be sweet. I bet you next week, Bungie Day, that week there is definitely going to be stuff going on. Yeah, probably. Do you want... You want to read the Dark Below boss list real fast? I need to get water. Yes, absolutely. So in the Dark Below, they, there's a list of bosses found in the the files. We have Nath, the Diviner. We have Krith, the Siphon. Noctu, the Light Slayer. Then we have the Wall. And then Voldor, the Willkeeper. Divine Vision, Dredge Exploder. Storgor, the Shatterer, oh my the Veil, and the Oversoul. Storgor! That is an <laughs> awesome... I am Storgor, the Shatterer, here to shatter. That's pretty cool. So, that's a pretty big boss list. That's more bosses than we have in the game right now. I feel like it. Maybe? Well, uh, if you've noticed, when you do some of the strikes, some of the yeah. uh, higher level enemies, the yellow bars, they all oh, have they get names, names too. Yeah. so maybe that's maybe a few of those are going to be like that. But yeah, sub bosses probably. Did we talk about? I don't think we talked about in last week's show the new sparrows. I might have tweeted about it and thought we talked about it on the show, but anyway, new sparrows are coming. We talked about this. Yes, new sparrows and ship shaders. Right, that was the story. I think so. Yeah. Okay. Well, those new sparrows um, are coming in the dark below. They're not for Halloween. People thought they were for Halloween. But the ship shaders are coming. And there is um, screen capture stuff of that. So if you look at the links on the, the show notes, you should. It looks cool. Did you see this? I'm trying to... Th- yeah, it is. It's, it's under... See the Ultimate Exotics link? Yes. It's on that one. And it's a two-tone ship. So it's got different colors on different areas. And that brings us to that Ultimate Exotics link. Did you look at this, Diddy? Oh, yeah. This is awesome. This is super cool. So do you want to, like, try to explain it? No. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm going to pull it up on my super slow internet. Basically, what they're doing is they're putting new items in the game that allow you to upgrade current exotics. Because with Dark Below, we're going to get new exotics that obviously are going to make the old ones obsolete. But we get Exotic Armor Shard. And this is for making ultimate improvements to high-quality armor. We also get exotic weapon core for making ultimate improvements to high-quality weapons. So it looks like exotics are now getting tiers of their own in terms of upgrades. It looks like we're also getting Vex Raid Rare. This item says Vex Raid Rare Material for Vex Exotic Weapon Blueprint. So perhaps we're going to be able to build exotics. And then one last item that's being added, Epoch Splinter. Slivers of glass used by the Vex, isotopic dating suggests their age ranges across billions of years. And they're thinking that this legendary material will probably be used in combination with the Vex raid rare item to build exotics. So, number one, building exotics, and number two, upgrading current exotics to the ultimate level. Pretty cool. Thoughts? It's nice because with the level increase from 30 to 32 people yep. stuck at 30 are going to feel left behind if they can't you know get that other stuff so allowing to upgrade your current stuff i think is a really nice addition please guardians let me help you if you come looking for wise words i shall try but i ask you to turn them to action that brings us to you know the topic do you think there is enough in the dark below to warrant a purchase curious your opinions and any negative stuff that you may think too 
I think so, yes. There was a post on the Destiny subreddit that I totally forgot until now that actually mathematically broke down the content mm-hmm. and compared it to previous DLCs like Call of Duty, Battlefield, all this yeah. other all these other games. Yeah. And it actually worked out to be around the same or the right price, the correct price. You know, mm-hmm. it's like an industry standard to provide this much content for this much money. And um, he says, I'm going to break down the Xbox users because we know that the PlayStation users are getting more content. And in terms of what the Xbox users are getting, it's roughly the same price. I can't remember exactly. I'll hopefully try to find it so we can have it in the show notes. Um, yeah. But I think there's going to be enough content. Uh, but like I said before, I got, the, what was it, like the Guardian edition, and I paid what, like 80 bucks for my game for yeah. additional PlayStation-exclusive content. Mm-hmm. And at this point, I've only experienced the rate, or the strike. And yeah. I don't have the armor. I don't have the exotic weapons. I haven't found that mm-hmm. PlayStation-exclusive stuff yet. And I'll be honest, the Dust Palace strike... Not even my favorite. So it's like, uh, you know, I paid for content that I haven't even used yet, and I think I got my money's worth playing this game so far. So it's really up to whoever purchases the DLC, whether they think it's worth it or not. It's how much you play Destiny. This is like with every DLC ever. Like, you can't sit on the sidelines and just critique. You know what I'm saying? If you're somebody who doesn't play the game very often, then yeah, you could probably pass and be fine. But if you're like liking the game enjoy the experience for sure i'm i'm fully there like once i saw the crucible maps i would purchase this probably just for the crucible maps not to mention all the new gear and the new story missions which i look forward to now i'm skeptical honestly dude i'm pretty skeptical like with the story missions i don't think it's going to be like this insane revolutionary experience where like this is what the story should have been i hope it's that But I don't think so. I think mainly this is, you're getting your light level increase, you're getting some new maps, I'm excited for the new strike, and by that time, I'm really hoping to have completed Vault of Glass and to be ready to go on for this new Crota raid. So, that's just my two cents on it, I'm looking forward to it. I don't care about that strike, by the way. Strikes are such a non-event for me now in the game. Yeah, I've had tons, I've seen DLCs that just have multiplayer maps and a new game type, right? Yeah. You're getting multiplayer maps, story missions, a strike, and a raid. So it's, yeah. in my opinion, it's worth it. But, you yeah. know, I play Destiny a lot, so <laughs> I may yeah, be a little bit biased. People who don't, make up your own mind. You gotta make that choice, dude. I can't, like, so many people get mad. How could you recommend this? Because I like it, and I like to support stuff I, I like. Is that a little bit weird? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> It came from Twitter! It came from Twitter! A little bit light on the tweets this week. Our first one from Drew Pancake saying, Great show, guys. My prediction about penalties, or rather rewards, for not leaving the Iron Banner was, like, half right. And then he says, Maybe. I also predict you will mention this conversation on the next DTS. It's because you can see the future, guys, if you don't follow that very well. Uh, Sassy tweeted us because he's been streaming. Sassy is an Australian Destiny player as well as a really good Halo player. He was part of the raiding group that initially had the world record for the Vault of Glass raid. I don't think they have the speed record, like the fastest complete anymore. 
but they still run that raid to death, dude. They're very efficient at it. So he treated us his stream link, and it's going to be in the show notes if you guys want to check out somebody. I don't know if he's streaming more. I'll have to ask. First. Yeah, he's he's trying to. After I streamed on Friday, he pulled he started up his stream. He's got like every exotic weapon in the game. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Yeah. I'm like, ugh, I'm jealous. I'm jelly mad jelly. And then the master 1997. Do you like how random the crucible is? Question mark. After this score, I don't. And he shows us that he got a 30 kill game with a 4.29 KD ratio. Well done. Well played. But no rewards. Sorry, dude. <laughs> crucible heartbreak. And that's really what we got for this week, Diddy. I'm pretty excited. How about you? I'm sad that you didn't mention the tweet that I posted. Where's your tweet? It's the best Destiny website ever. It's is zurinthetower.com. <laughs> I'm going right <laughs> No. And it's just like this oh, one nice. picture, and it just says yes or no if he's in the tower or not. I love the internet some days. Oh, uh, some days. Oh, what's our bounty this week, dude? The return of the bounty. Oh, man. Solo this week's nightfall and sent us the mission end screen picture. Do you like my really poorly written sentence? Yes, absolutely. <laughs> and when we say this week's nightfall, we mean this week's nightfall. So, yes. We're recording this on Sunday, guys. We don't know what this week's nightfall is going to be, but the show comes out on Tuesday. So the new Nightfall should be there. So of the week of November 4th until November 11th, this bounty is active. Yeah. You send it past that point, no. No (laughs) Hall of Fame for you. They need to send the, like, you know, when the countdown timer of the mission is going, right? Because then we can see the things that are turned on. Because I thought if I just did the score screen at the end, we don't see the multiplier or whatever things, the modifiers, if it's like during the 30 seconds before the score screen, I think you still see the modifier so we can ensure it's nightfall, right? Yeah, so right as you complete the strike, hit, uh, pull up your ghost like you're going to go to the tower so we can see the modifiers and the t- countdown timer. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for, yeah. <laughs> Where can people find your content, Diddy? Twitch.tv slash Diddy underscore and then twitter.com slash whooshness with three O's. Going to be streaming some more? Absolutely. I'll yeah. also be um, posting weekly heroic solo strike walkthroughs. Nice. Dude, Master Chief Collection. We're like a week away. I'm excited. Mm-hmm. Visit the show at destinytheshow.com. Send us an email, destinytheshow at gmail.com. Tweet us at destinytheshow on Twitter. You can follow me at bbkdragoon. Join the Destiny of the Show clan. Did I cover it all? I think I did. That's it. Have a great week, guys. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time.